You're about to listen to a message from Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. The Father's Church is an assembly of believers committed to revealing the fatherhood of Almighty God to this generation through sound biblical teachings and corresponding moral conduct. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill that purpose and live that life that God has originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. Praise the Lord. Okay, we looked at quite a few scriptures. I think we began from John chapter 5, where um, Ahmed already referred to 39. He says, you search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, and these are they which testify of me. He said, but you're not willing to come to me that you may have life. What I want us to keep picking here is the division. A few weeks back, we had said that knowledge and expertise is a matter of division. When we're looking at the Holy Spirit, we reminded ourselves that God is one. Praise the Lord. There is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. But they are one. But as you grow in God, you begin to know the different characteristics of each person in the Trinity. It doesn't make them separate. Praise the Lord. So when we're reading this, what we're seeing now is a definition, a dividing line. Because here, you know, Jesus says, you are searching the scriptures. Okay, they told Joshua, this book of the law will not depart from your mouth, but you'll do what? Meditate on it day and night, and then you will have good success. So, the scriptures was a secret. But here we're seeing that they're telling people that the scriptures is not enough. And what did Jesus say? Verse 40, key, let's read 40. It says what? He said, but you're not willing to come to me that you may have life. Let's note that. Praise the Lord. Are we students of scripture? Let's know that. Say, but you're not with. So they came to the scriptures, but they did not come to him. Now, notice what he said. You are not willing to come to me that you may have life. It means that life is not in what they were searching. Praise the Lord, somebody. Can someone read John 1, 4 for me, please, quickly? Okay, just, we, we can quote it now. In him was, okay, John 1, 4. It says, in him was, and the life was what? Now, let's read it again slowly. In him was life, and the life was the light of man. So, are you seeing something here? Put it together with, you search the scriptures, but you're not willing to come to me that you might have life. Why? God has never taken life out of himself. The best God can do for you is to bring you into himself. But you can have principles and run, like Nee said. You can have power and run. But if you have him, you're with him. Is someone getting in there? So these people could search the scriptures. But you see, life is in him. Okay, we'll take it from another angle quickly so that um, hopefully today will be short. First Peter chapter 1, verse 69. First Peter 1, 69. We're going to look at a bit of scriptures and um, trust that the Holy Spirit will help us. Okay, First Peter 1, 69. It says, In this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, if need be, you have been grieved by various trials, that the genuineness of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to praise, honor, and glory at the revelation of Jesus. Okay, let me just explain this verse quickly. Seven, sorry, just remain there. He said that the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though gold is tested by fire, your faith now may be found to praise, honor, and glory. Your faith found to praise, honor, and glory. When? Not today. Not today. So you don't even know who has faith now. At the revelation of Jesus Christ. Continue 8. He says, whom having not seen you love, Though you now do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. Now look at 9. Let's read 9 together. 9 says, receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Okay, now can we look at that in the easy to read version, just verse 9, easy to read version. 
Let's see what the end of our faith. He said your faith has a goal. Your faith has a goal. What is the goal of your faith? Marriage. Car. Success. Not to feel pain. Eh? To escape prison break. What is the goal of our faith? He said your salvation. This is what he said. He said our faith has a goal. Our faith has a goal. So the same way, have you seen matches, football matches, that they played 90 minutes extra time, no goal? So you can do all the, you know, gymnastics and make all the noise and then miss that goal. You will not miss it in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Okay, another one quickly so that maybe later we'll begin to add it. Talking about principles or law or concepts or wisdom and all of that, let's look at Matthew 19. Matthew 19 is uh, verse 16 to 22, but let's go straight to 20. We all know the story. In verse 20, um, or rather, Matthew 19, 16 to 22, this is what happened. A man, a young man comes. This man was rich. He was young. He was one of the rulers of the Jews. And he came and said to Jesus, good teacher, what shall I do that I might inherit eternal life? And our Lord Jesus first addressed him and said, there is no one good but God. That's one of the things, if we, if we remember, we'll touch it. But he went on and said to him, these are the things that you are to do. Okay, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not do this. And he gave him all the things in the law. So this part of the principles, the things we should do, we shouldn't stop from doing. And then the man said, all these things I have what? Kept from my youth. And he asked the question, what do I still lack? That's still what we are learning. Praise the Lord. What do I still lack? Let's see what our Lord Jesus answered him. 21. What did he say to him? He said, if you want to be perfect. So he was lacking something truly. Even though he had kept all the commandments from his youth. Okay? He said, if you want to be perfect, what should you do? He said, go, sell what you have and give to the poor. And you have treasure in heaven. And come and do what? Are you seeing what is happening there? The giving is not so essential. What we see there is Jesus is trying to say to that man, you need me at the center of your life. So the, he needed to give what he had because that was the obstruction. But where life is, is still me. That's why the conclusion of that is what? Come, follow me. Now you can go to church, you can become a bishop, you can do all of that, and you're not following him. That's the danger. And you'll be recording successes. You might have followers, one million followers. Somebody was telling me recently, I, I haven't heard the interview in particular, you know, but um, he said they were interviewing some preachers about their position on, a, on homosexual, uh, gay, you know, LGBTQ and all of that. And, and some of them couldn't come out rightly to say it is sin. And these are anointed, unquote, powerful, effective. You know, I, I didn't say it. Maybe the person who saw it can take the mic and tell us what he saw and heard. But I, I told him that what is happening here is a simple case of Jesus not being Lord in that life. Because, you see, those LGBTQ people, they're powerful force. Let nobody fool you. Okay. They have money, they have influence, they have clout. Now, there is a level of popularity you will attain in life. Eh? You don't want to become less popular. What it means is that your popularity becomes a god to you. So when they ask you a question, you'll be saying, um, 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 you, know, you won't be able to answer because if you answer, half will go. If you say this one, the other quarter will go. So they can't say what they know is true. What has happened at that point is that Jesus, this thing we are talking about now, they don't have him. Because if he's the one entrenched there, they won't think about it. They'll just give the answer. Because who, Paul says, nevertheless I live, yet not what? I. But Christ our what? Lives in me. So he will answer immediately. You will just hear from him what Jesus, it doesn't mean you're perfect, but Jesus has taken over. We said on Sunday, that what we're doing, what this whole thing is about, is about Christ displacing you at the will of your life. That's the conclusion of the matter. Now, many intelligent people apply the principles. They use Christ. Every, if, you, if, you read, if you read management in school, most of the things you read, is it uh, Peter Drucker and all those um, you know, management books? They are from the Old Testament. 
from the advice Jethro gave to, to, to Moses. A lot of principles that are teaching in secular environments, they take from the scriptures. And they work. They work. Okay, they work. But you see, the, the, whole, the essence of you and I being Christians is that you are no longer the Lord of your life. We say, when somebody becomes born again, what does it say? I accept Jesus as Savior and as Lord. Lord means he is owner. Praise the Lord. He calls the shot. So this rich young ruler, Jesus said to him, Okay, you've done well. Let's just do this and we'll perfect it. Let me become Lord. But he was willing to do the things he was sent to do and still remain Lord for himself. That was what Jesus put the test to. Praise the Lord. Now, now, now I want us to see something from um, the temptation of our Lord Jesus. And I'm going to ask a question. In Luke chapter 4, we see the temptation of our Lord and Savior Jesus. And what happened there is, I'll just take one because of time. From verse 5, the Bible says, Then the devil taking him up a high mountain, up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, All this authority I'll give to you and their glory. For this has been delivered to me, and I'll give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. Praise the Lord. Now, what is happening here? At the Garden of Eden, Satan, you know, by, we, by his wiles and all of that, took the kingdom from man. Our Lord Jesus came to recover it. Then Satan says to him, I will give it to you. Just bow and worship me, I'll give it to you. What did Satan want now? If he already had the kingdom, what was he giving it to Jesus for? What will he get if he exchanges the kingdom? That was, that was his trophy. What is he looking for? What is he looking for? Sorry? So, no, no, go, go ahead, be bold. Mm. Come, let me hug you. Come, 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 come. Mm-hmm. Come. <laughs> what did Satan want? Satan wanted life. He had the kingdoms, he didn't have life. He said, In him was life. In Christ is life. There is no life outside. You know, there are these seekers that say, Without Christ, there is no life. People don't understand. In him is life. Satan had the kingdoms. He had, the Bible says he showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. So he showed him from, you know, whatever AD to whenever the world will finish. Showed him all the human beings. Say you will have them. But you see, Satan had them, but he still does not have life. Why? Because life is not outside of him. In him is life. And Satan knew he didn't have life. Let me show you another scripture. Praise the Lord. 1 John 5, 11 to 13. We're still going to come back there. You see, this will help you. Eh? When you're living your Christian life, you'll be, you know, by the help of the Holy Spirit, indestructible, unstoppable, unshakable, immovable. You know why? Because you now know what is at stake. Why are they able to deceive someone? Because you don't know what to hold on to. If you know the only thing you need to hold on to, you will let go of every other thing I hold on to. Let's see. Okay, 1 John 5, 11 to 13. Let's start reading from 11. Let's read together. It says, and this is the testimony that God has what? Giving us eternal life. What again do you see here? He said, and this life where? Where is this life? In his son. Okay, 12. 12 says, he who has the son has life. Did Satan have the son? So, what did he have? He didn't have any. He had it. Thank you. He had gold. Which is what many people are missing life to get. He had popularity. He had followership. He had wisdom. He had skyscrapers. He had all of that. But he did not have the son. He goes on and says, He who does not have the son of God does not have life. If you like be anything, if you don't have the son, 
Now notice something. Somebody should ask me a question. Somebody should ask. So, what do they have now? If they, I mean, Satan had something. Let's look at another scripture. Praise Jesus, somebody. Let's look at at another scripture. Matthew 6. Matthew 6.25. Or Luke 12.23. Let's do Luke 12.23. It's more direct. Luke 12, 23. Put it for me, please. Thank you. Read it for me, everyone. Life is more than and the body. So, that you have food doesn't mean you have life. And that you don't have food doesn't mean you don't have life. You see, we have made some mathematics that are so faulty. So, if someone comes, they say the Lord has blessed him. He's living life. What is the thing? He has money, he has food, he has clothing, he has... But he says, no, life. Life, this life we're talking about, is not food. Paul makes it better. He says the kingdom of God is what? It's not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace and what? Joy. He said, my God has made meat for the belly and the belly for meat. But two of them are not life. He shall destroy all of it. But these are the conclusion, these, these are the nucleus of what people pursue after. So when you come here and I'm telling you it's not about wedding, it's not about children, it's not about car, it's not about house. Don't be angry with me. It's about life. I want you to have life. Because those things are not life. They are not life. He said it's not, can you give me any other translation, ERV message, any other one? Let's just see how this can get more. He said there's far more to your inner life. Than the food you put in your stomach, more to your outer appearance than the clothes you hang on your body. Let's see another one. Easy to read the Living Bible. Okay, it says life is more important than food, and the body is more important than what you put on it. Any other one? Just let's run through. So we'll do a bit of Bible study. Is this one just puts it simply? For life is more than what food. Life is more than food. You know, do, do we ask ourselves question? If, if what we make the center of what you make, now let's not even talk about it. Talk, if what you make the center of your Christianity is about it, so has God failed Leah Sharibu that confessed him before God and men? What about those that they have cut off their heads? I get what I'm saying. But what he came to give us, John 1 4, in him was life. And then we saw on Sunday that that life. John 17, 2 and 3. Let's look at it. That life is eternal life. Is eternal life. It says, as you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. That is what, that's what we have. That's what we have. He said, and this is it. This is it. This is it. That they may what? Not that they may have something. Now, let's go back to Jesus, our Lord Jesus' temptation. The first temptation, I think uh, Matthew recorded in different order, but the first was still turning, um, turning stone to bread. Okay. Our Lord Jesus had fasted for 40 days. Okay. And night, my brother, shouldn't he eat as a, as a matter of urgency? Eh? Now, remember he's the son of God, so he has the power. He doesn't even need to, you know, do too much. Stones will become bread. So, eating was his right. It was expedient. It was proper. It was everything for him to eat. If he wanted to turn sand to bread, nobody would blame him. But he didn't. You know why he didn't? Uh, you mentioned it. It was not the will of the father at that time for him to turn stone to bread. We've learned here that much later, he actually turned stone to bread when he fed a multitude with five loaves and two fish. At that time, it was not the will. So this thing we're learning is about you now no longer pursuing what you want, but pursuing what he wants, living and breathing. You know why? The Bible says our lives are hid in Christ. When he appears, I'm living now Jesus' life. The time will come when he appears and he will say, take your life. Now you live my life well, enter into your joy. Then I can begin to live my life in him. But as long as I'm here, 
It says, for we judge thus, that if one died for all, then all died. Then those who what now live should no longer live for themselves. So you don't read the Bible purely for, you read it for the glory. We took one month almost to learn the Holy Spirit. The primary assignment of the Holy Spirit is to glorify Jesus. So what you're learning now is a follow-up. So you know what the Holy Spirit wants to do. The Holy Spirit wants to reveal Jesus through you. And you understand the equation. So it's not about me. It's not about my safety. It's not about my popularity. It's not even about my justification. I read something somewhere and it was so true. The person said we have a God who does not answer the queries and insults people throw at him. You know people accuse God of all kinds of things. Have you ever seen God answer someone? (laughs) Praise the Lord. He's too high. He's too big. Okay. So... This life, our Lord Jesus is talking about, is when you come to where you understand that there is an exchange, there is something committed into your hands. Turn stone to bread, it would not have been, you know, looking at it from all, it would not have been seen on our dimension. But because of who he is and the life he came to show us, he had the power. The kingdoms of this world are his. Without him was nothing made that was made. So if, I mean, God forbid, but he wouldn't, if he about to take it, it was his own. Okay. When they say jump from the pinnacle and the angels who, you know, hold, the angels are ministering spirit. They are his servants. They serve him. There is nothing in that temptation that he did not have a right to. The essence, what I'm trying to say is that the essence of Jesus' temptation recorded for us is that you don't live your life defending your rights. You live your life pursuing his pleasure. So it's not, I have a right to marry. Paul said, don't we have the right to lead about a sister like the other apostles? Don't I have a right to collect prophet's offering, first fruit offering? Don't I have a right... When I'm working for people to lie down, so I'll be stepping on them. Don't I, you know, if nobody's an apostle, I'm the apostle to you. I brought, don't, he said, but it's no longer about my right. So somebody's not serving God because God blessed him. You're serving God because he's worthy. And because he's worthy, you can't serve him without being blessed. But if it pleases him that you become a testimony of serving him in difficulty, then take that honor. Because the Bible says, let this mind be in you, not in your neighbor. Let this mind be in who? In me, which was also in Christ Jesus. Who though, being equal with God, did not consider a robbery. But what did he do? He removed his rights. He removed his rights. So if we go back to the, to, to the Pharisees who searched the scriptures Thinking they'll find eternal life, but will not come to him. Let's see the problem they had. We looked at, at, at a bit of it on Sunday. Mark 8. Mark 8, 34. We can do from the Living Bible, please. This will make your Christianity easy. Praise the Lord. It will make it easy because it's going to just tie a few loose ends. And you just have understanding. Mark, Mark 8, 34. It says, Then he called his disciples and crowds to come over and listen. He said, if any one of you wants to be my follower, he told them, you must do what? Put aside your own pleasures. Put aside your own what? You see, we are reconfiguring now. This is what we think Christianity is about. Come and God will give you your pleasures. Come, God will give you your pleasures. They are talking about principles. God is good. Praise the Lord. But he said, if you want to really follow me, which is what he said to the rich young ruler. Which is what he said of the Pharisees. You can't find life because you don't want to follow me. You're stopping along the line. But if you really want to follow me, you're now going to say to yourself, I'm coming to you not for what I want, but for what you want. This was what Solomon used. And God got excited that God just started blessing him. God appeared to Solomon and said, what do you want? What did Solomon say? Solomon said, your people are great people. They are mighty people. Give me wisdom to rule your people. What did Solomon ask for himself? Nothing. 
What did he go with? Everything. Everything. So it says you must put aside your own pleasures and shoulder your cross and follow me closely. This is the problem those people had. They could not deny themselves. They could not say it's no longer about me. The Pharisees could not come to terms. These were the champions of religion. They were the leaders. If they had joined Jesus, if they had agreed Jesus was the Messiah, they would have lost all the clouts they had. It meant if they came to church, there wouldn't be front rows for them. Do you understand what I mean? In this new work now, they probably find from being um, maybe a, a, a praise worship leader, the only opening might be um, sanctuary keeper. So you see the great uh, <laughs> archbishop. Now, where did they post you? He said, I'm, I'm there. They, they couldn't bear it. They couldn't drop what they came with. They couldn't drop all of that and submit. They knew. They knew this one was the sub, but they, they, they just couldn't deny themselves. Now, we can look at it that high, but no matter how low you are, that's still the temptation. Can you drop your ambitions? Can you drop your personal preferences? Can you drop, you, please, can you give us that in, um, okay, let, let's read it down to 38, 38, and then 38, let's read it down to 38. 35 says, if you insist on saving your life, he said, you'll lose it. Only those who throw away their lives for my sake and for the sake of the good news will ever know what it means to what? Really live. Are you seeing that? Only those who throw away their lives for my sake and for the sake of the good news will ever know what it means to really live. 36. He says, and how does a man benefit if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? This is still what we are learning. So the man gains the whole world and never got life. He said, is anything worth more than his soul? 38. And anyone who is ashamed of me and my message in these days of unbelief and sin, I, the message, I will be ashamed of him when I return in the glory of my father with the holy angels. Anyway, we can stop there. What, what the challenge has been for men over the years is trusting that if I let him have his way with me, what about me? What about me? What about me? What about me? You read the Old Testament, that's what he kept saying. We, we talk of Joseph. For Joseph to refuse to go to bed with Potiphar's wife was a death sentence. But he said, well, if that's what it will cost, let me die. Well, we saw him. Did he die? In a sense, he died. Because our God is the resurrection and the life. Can I, t- can I prophesy to somebody? The greatest height you're going to attain is not by climbing step. It will be by resurrection. You will pass situations where the choice that is open to you will look like death. But for his sake, you will choose to die that death. Then he will do what? Raise you up. Read, go, I give you an assignment. Go and read the Old Testament. Show me one person that was lifted in the Old Testament that was not by resurrection. Read every one of them that, was, that became mighty. Moses died. He went, driven as a fugitive, forgotten for 40 years, then came back. In, in, in Babylon, Daniel had his own. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were coasting on Daniel's own. They said, wait, oh, you people cannot be hanging in around governor's quarters without your own. They brought their own. That's how come they removed Daniel from that test. They wrote their own test. They said, we're not careful to answer you, king, in this month. What they were saying is that we'll die. We'll die. And we've learned here that dying for the Christian is not just when they put a gun in your head. It can be that they will know you, uh, uh, Enoch, with only this one suit. Eh? When you're passing, they say, we've seen the suit. Is Enoch. It can mean that your mates are becoming billionaires all around you and you're the only thousand here. It's dying. It can mean that you're just attending wedding, wedding, wedding. But you refuse to compromise. Do you understand? As you do that, what you're doing is that you're telling him that his life in you is more precious 
than the life you want to live for yourself. And the Bible says, when those who love the Lord spoke to one another, what did Jehovah do? He said, there is a book of remembrance. That's what it's about. It's not about noise. You understand? It's not about noise. People come out, you must walk in power and just excite you. Power for whose glory? For whose glory? Is it for him? If it's for him, beautiful. But if it's for your glory, be careful. Be careful. Our Lord Jesus went into a place where there were a multitude of sick folk. And he healed one person and left. And the Bible said he did everything well. Why he didn't heal the others, they didn't tell us. Okay? They didn't tell us. But he did everything well. He will heal somebody. He healed the man, the, 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 the madman of gathering. Okay? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He healed the madman of gathering. And the man said, I will follow you for the rest of my life. I'm going to become an usher or whatever in your ministry. I'll be telling anywhere I want to do crusade, they will call me out first. Jesus will be drinking tea. And then they'll bring out the testifiers. You know how it works. Then the man will come and say, praise the Lord. (laughs) This was what I used to be. Jesus said, I don't need you. He said, go back to your own people. Tell them what great things the Lord. I don't need to be there. Go and tell them. If I take you along, I'm looking for glory. Say, go back and tell. He'll heal someone. He said, just go. Go and sin no more. He was not carrying them as trophies. It's their private business. Coming to thank him is okay. You can do that anyway. But I just want us to see, because I think that's what the Lord was trying to share with us. The power, all of that are good, okay? But they're not the safest place to be. They're not the safest place to be. They're not the gift. They're not that indescribable gift. He himself is the gift. He that has the son has life. He that does not have the son can have Rolls Royce, can have Jet, can have one million members in his church, can have one member. It does not matter, but you don't have life. So when when you see me weeping, I'm weeping because I can't feel him. Not that I can't, I don't feel blessed. Do you understand? He's my, the songwriter says, my treasure, my priority, who can compare with you? Great is the measure of your own. That's, that's what it's about. The Christian has won Jesus. Do you understand? You know, praise the Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want us to, I want to surprise us and end quickly today. I'm trying. (laughs) Hallelujah. I want to really surprise us. Okay. There's this account in, in, um, I I think it should be, is it Luke 5 or so? Luke 5. You know, one of the popular accounts that prosperity preachers use a lot. Peter and the multitude of, multitude of fish he caught. There's one man, the first time, you know, I just said, let me listen to this man. And he came on television and started analyzing, you know, the catch of fish and all of that. Started analyzing, analyzing. And finished, and it was just a prosperity message. Oh, my heart broke. Because when you look at that message, I think it's from verse 1 to 11. The critical thing there is this. Peter was suffering. Peter needed a breakthrough. All right. Hmm? He got a breakthrough. You know what the breakthrough did for him? It revealed to him his need for Jesus. And in the same passage, Peter left the breakthrough and followed him. Why should I come and teach you about catching fish? And I didn't tell you about the Jesus that Peter left the fish to follow. Am I not wicked? Peter did not sell that fish. Okay, let's rise on our feet. Mm. <laughs> Hallelujah. Mm. 
Okay, so, 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 so this, this is what it is. He that has the son has what? Has I. Do you have the son of God? Do you have the son of God? Do you have the son of God? In him I live, in him I move, in him I have my big. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay, we're, we're going to pray. I, I, I want, I, we, at least I believe we've established on the person. I want, I want to talk a bit on the power and then we'll pray. In Luke 10, Luke 10, we looked at it on, on, on Sunday. We looked at 1 Kings 18, the prophets of Baal and Elijah. In Luke 10, 19 and 20, please, Luke 10, yes. It says, Behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. 20. Okay, let's leave 20 for now, 19. I want us to deal with power. You see? You see? Child of God, you and I know from Scripture now that there are powers operating in our world. I think I mentioned it on Sunday. Those were part of the things I was trying to communicate that I was finding so hard. To. The most people you see on the streets are not relying on the physical things they can do. They have summoned spirits, you know, demonic spirits. And our Lord Jesus Christ, in this verse 19, look at it now. Just look at the screen. Follow me. It says, behold, I give you authority, the authority to do what? To trample on serpents and scorpions and what? Over what? So what does it mean? It means the enemy has power. The enemy has what? Now, if this enemy meets someone who does not walk in this authority, they'll be subject to him. So this enemy can hold bound somebody who does not know that he is seated in heavenly places far above this enemy. Are you with me? Now, another thing I want you to see there is that he says, I give you this authority over. The authority he's giving us is not to negotiate, it's to overcome. Are you with me? So you make no excuses. You know, sometimes we see situations and we think this one is too difficult. This one is no. Whatever you see, you have been given power. What? Power is not given to sit at the table and drink coffee. Power is given for overthrow. God speaking to Jeremiah says, I put my word in your mouth. To what? He said to root out, to pull down, to cast down. Power comes so that you can bring to... Holy Spirit, help me. Okay, let's see. Do I have a policeman here? You mean we don't have a policeman? <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> okay, oh sisters. Okay, okay. Why, why, why does the government, why does the government arm police personnel? Why does government arm them? You know why they're armed? Because it's not the job of the police to come and say, ah, please stop fighting her. Uh, why did you steal her? This? Why did you? The police is not to do that. That one, your priest should do that. When the police comes, what do they do? They apply force. Because they are licensed by the government to enforce the laws of government. You are a licensed officer of the kingdom of heaven. That's why you're giving power. Are you getting it? Power is to put down and say the kingdom of my father will happen here that's what our lord jesus did everywhere he comes he brings down the kingdom so now you have the person i want you to exercise that power a bit and know that it is your office you are a law enforcement officer of the kingdom of heaven you ought to know he said i give you power he said to me Power is not for play. Power, we mentioned on Sunday that power pass power. The power you have is the superior power. Now, if you don't apply that power, it will remain unused. 
But now you understand, you will apply it. Apply it in your body, apply it around you, apply it everywhere. Apply you, it says, I give you power over, I give you authority, sorry, over all. So whatever you see that is not in line with the will of the Father, then you can bring that authority and say, This must stop. Praise the Lord, somebody. Now you are free to use that authority in any area. You know, I, I saw something interesting. And we, which is in line with what we had mentioned here many years ago. You know, so, someone, some people have started saying, I'll never be poor in my life. And I say, don't say that. Because what if it's God's will for you to be poor? Eh? Go and read the, go and read the New Testament. It says, though poor, making many rich. So let nobody deceive us. But I said, why don't the same people say, I will never lose my temper? Am I speaking English? I will never lose my temper. I will never not walk in love. I will never, you know, like, like today, I almost, I, I don't know. Tochiku, did I lose my temper? What, you know, this government officer, what about people? They just came to my house. I was explaining, explaining, explaining. I think at the time I went from explaining to something. But anyway, the Lord have asked for forgiveness. You know? But I, I don't know if I lost my... But what I'm trying to say is this. There are many things you can claim. Do you understand? The other day I was praying. I said, Lord, I want to love my wife as Christ loved the church. Eh? And he gave me instruction. You can claim as a man that this wife God gave you, you will not have like Christ is nothing. Claim that. Don't claim I'll never be poor. I'll never be this. What, have you claimed meekness? Have you claimed holiness? Eh? Have you claimed like Job never to look upon a young maiden? Eh? The day I look too much, make this eye blind. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You see, we're doing wayo with ourselves. Eh? It's only when it comes that I'll never be poor. You see people shaking. Why don't you shake like this? Why don't you shake in what you know he wants? I will never backslide. I'll never backslide. I will be, I'll never be cold. I'll never be lukewarm. I'll always be hot. Now open up your mouth and exercise that power in your life. Masula karabo, shintalagarabo. Every, every rule, every rule, every space. The enemy has taken in my life. I uproot and I kick out. I declare the kingdom of God come in my life. I declare the mercy of God, the purposes of God, the love of God to consume me, to consume me, to consume me, that I become an agent of the kingdom of heaven. Lord, let me look like you. Let my uprising and my downsitting the psalmist said, I shall be satisfied when I awake in your likeness. Lord, change me. Let me look like you. Let me sound like you. Let me talk like you. Let me love like you. Lord, deliver me, Lord, from the lust of this world, from the pride of this life. Deliver me from the lust of other eyes. Everything contrary to your will in my life. Lord, help me. Let lie. Let no lie proceed from my mouth again. Let me speak truth. Let no word that is unprofitable. Let no idle word come out of my mouth. Let me never imagine a vain thing. Lord, let me never be anxious for anything. Lord, I receive the spirit of faith. Yes, she can pray, you will not cause pain. Hey, Jabez prayed, I will not cause pain. I will not owe anybody. If you are here tonight and you are owing somebody, receive the anointing, the favor of the Lord to come upon you, to clear every death. The kingdom must not, must not be reproached because of me. Every need I have by your grace, you said you shall supply all my need and according to your riches. Lord, your children, I declare concerning your sons and daughters. There is provision. There is a way. There is mercy. 
There is enlargement. Miracle provision. To come out of indebtedness. Every situation of shame. Everything that had made your people to bow their heads. By the anointing we are saying thus far and no more. Our Lord Jesus said concerning the woman. He said, Ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, are you not a child of God? I declare release for you. Everything holding you contrary to what is a testimony, to what is honorable, to what is praiseworthy, to what is wonderful. Lord, I declare your mercy, your power. In the name of Jesus, these ones will walk with their heads high. These ones already have the sun. Therefore they have life. Therefore they have life. Therefore they have life. Therefore they have life. The power of the Most High God comes upon them and arises on their behalf. Pray for yourself. Power. 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 To cast out situations that are contrary. Is it a habit? It can be a very private habit. Tonight, send it away from yourself. No more. The spirit of fear. The spirit of unbelief. The spirit of slothfulness. Begin to declare his kingdom come in your life. Righteousness. Flood me, O Lord. Peace. Joy. I have life. I have the Son of God. No chain must hold me bound. No chain must hold us bound. No chain must hold us bound. No chain must hold us bound. We surrender only to the will of the Father. Not to the will of man. Not to my own will. But the will of my King. And His will says I'm at liberty to worship Him. Please, there is power in the name of Jesus. We, we want to break every chain. Want to break everything that held God's people bound. You're here, you're struggling with a sexual sin. Tonight is your deliverance. There is authority over it. Listen, young lady, you will never, never fall for that nonsense again. You will never, until you get married, you will not expose yourself. You have the power. There is power in the name of Jesus. Young man, you will carry your body in dignity. Are you understanding me? Businessman, you will deal appropriately. The favor of the Lord is what will make you strong. It is the power of the Lord that makes you rich. That gives you the power to be rich. You will not compromise. He will cause your lot to fall in place and places. You will find gold when others are finding sand. There is power. The kingdom of God is not just in word. There is power. There is power. There Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Everything holding you bound, everything holding us bound. Authority in the name of Jesus.
have been listening to a message from the Father's Church. We are sure you have been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, off Banex Guarampa Expressway, near next Cash and Carry Abuja, 9 a.m. Sunday and 6 p.m. Wednesday. Call us on 070-31588-404. You can also find us online on our website, www.thefatherschurchonline.org. Facebook, facebook.com slash thefatherschurch. Our Twitter handle, at thefatherschurch. Also on Instagram, the Father Church. God bless you.